0: and you know it's, like, for the fun of it and stuff, but when you're watching the depiction of, like, actual stuff that, you know...
1: You're listening to Cinema Geekly...
0: PsyBee Podcast, part of the Cinema Geekly Premium Network, where all the premium stuff is actually free, so it's not really premium. Uh, you can listen to such shows as the regular Cinema Geekly Podcast, We Approve It, which are the ladies I'll be talking to today, and Aaron's new series, Children of Adams, which I hear is good, but I haven't actually listened to personally. <laughs> so without further ado, I have Jacqueline, Hi, Hello. Jane, Jacqueline. and Jillian. Hi! Today we're going to talk about, I don't know if many of you know, or I didn't know until after the fact, we're going to kind of talk about improv, but more of like a broad scope about comedy, because these two ladies do improv. Yes, we do. uh, Which is similar to Jonestown, from what I understand. Basically. (laughs) Very similar. (laughs)
2: Matching shoes and
1: everything.
0: (laughs) Uh, so yes. I'll start with Jacqueline. Yes, because that's how I have it mapped out in my head. Okay. And even though you t- both tell me that the story is going to be really disappointing, but my
1: yes, <laughs> it will be.
0: So, Jacqueline, you're from New York. I am. I don't remember exactly from which I'm, I'm from.
1: from Long Island. Long Island. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, you know, being that SNL is based in New York, and as I said, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily regional, but how did you really get into like comedy? Like why, why improv? Why is that something that leaned towards you?
1: So, so like I said, it's not a super exciting story. <laughs> um, but I'm, I moved down to, I moved down to Florida about three years ago from New York. I didn't start doing improv until I moved to Florida. Um, which seems a little odd cause they're all the, there's a ton of big theaters up in New York. Um, but I actually started taking improv classes because I was trying to get over a fear of public speaking. And I was like, hey, this will do it. Um, and that's what I did. So, I went, But then I wound up loving it. I went through four levels of classes. And uh, now I'm on a performing team. So, uh, yeah, it's just... It, SNL did not have much... I did not <laughs> want to be a performer. SNL had nothing to do with it. But I did enjoy watching it growing up. But <laughs> that was... I never had dreams of being on the show, so. You know, that's Which,
0: why, it's funny because I actually, and I just did a wedding yesterday, but the reason why I got ordained was to get over public speaking.
1: Yeah, It's oh, weird, cool. that the, the
0: really strange things you do to get over public speaking.
1: It's true. And actually, <laughs> my, um, my brother had originally um, uh, recommended that I take acting classes. And then once I moved down here, I was like, well, let's see what they have. Like, it'll be a fun thing to get involved with and, like, you know, get to know the area and stuff like that. Uh, and I found these improv classes and I was like, all right, let's try it. I can be funny sometimes. So <laughs> here I am.
0: <laughs> and is that how y'all met? Were in the improv classes? Yes.
1: yes. So, yep. we went through four rounds of classes together oh, and so performed together now.
0: So y'all were in the same grade? I, I don't know how they yep, do it.
1: Yep, basically. But... <laughs> yeah, same graduating class. Yeah, that's what it is.
0: <laughs> so did you also sign up for getting over public speaking or did you ever do like performance in the ba- like as your background as far as like school plays and that kind of stuff.
2: Oh yeah, I was I was definitely a theater nerd, but in college I had to take some kind of acting class cuz I was in telecommunications and they're like, "Well, you can take an improv class." I'm like, "Done." So I took a lot I took a little bit in college, and then when I went to Tampa, I was like, "I'm sure they have it somewhere." And you'd be surprised like whatever yeah. little city you're in, there's somebody starting an improv group. There is. It's kind of impressive. It's almost too much, but yeah. you'll find one. So I just signed up, and that's how I
1: met Jacqueline. Yes. And then a few months later, we decided to start a podcast, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay. Okay. Oh, because I was going to... So the podcast comes through the improv, improv. group? Is yes. there a lot of people that you have on your show from your improv group?
1: Um,
2: we haven't had that many, but no, yes. I don't think so. Oh. It's actually better to have people on your show that don't like movies. I think.
1: Yeah. <laughs> for, for us, yeah. Because they
2: have weird, like people. We have a lot of friends who have similar opinions of movies. Like they like them, but yeah. I like listening to somebody who has no clue and kind of hates
1: movies. Yeah. Because they have That's better. Just... They have fun opinions. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're different. You can extrapolate from them.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Have you all ever thought about like branching out from improv and doing? Other things, or have y'all ever like, like recorded sketches or... and stuff? Well, uh, I mean, yeah, not limited to, but
1: we've we've um we've tr- we've done some uh, sketch writing, um mi- minimum sketch mi- minimum. Writing. I mean, we've we've <laughs> <laughs> we've put effort into it though. Uh, but uh, improv is where I'm pretty happy right now, so I don't really have plans on doing stand up ever
2: yeah stand-up's a whole nother beast and sketch is very it goes with improv but it's much more yeah. it takes a lot more effort i think like improv is just so much like you don't need any materials you just need to be present or a sketch you gotta you gotta write stuff <laughs> that's hard
1: <laughs> and with improv though like, we do have to practice but it's not practicing you're not obviously practicing for your performance you're practicing more
0: like, like chemistry?
1: Like chemistry, yeah. skill building, you know, honing your, um, it's like a craft almost. So, uh, so it's more like just being in the moment and like being with your partner on stage. So it's, it's very different.
0: So do y'all have to do a lot of miser training? A lot of the re- repeat <laughs> back and forth? Uh, I took an acting class. That's why, that's why <laughs> I asked.
1: Not so much. It's not so much repeat. Like repetition, it's not so much about repeating. Um, it's about heightening. So heightening t- and, and being present. We do the the Del Close method because yeah. that's the godfather
0: of, of improv, improv, which
2: they make fun of in uh, Bojack Horseman, yes, and it's wonderful.
0: Yes, yes they
1: do. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very true. People do worship him, and
0: it's yes. pretty
2: accurate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's really just about you know getting there and and being within the realm that you're performing in. So yeah.
0: But see, like, the cool thing about this is it kind of goes into, I would feel like, the rise of, like, quote-unquote geek culture. Oh, Um, yeah. You're also seeing a rise of, like, with the improv stuff. I mean, anything that's big name now, someone has some kind of background in an improv or sketch group. I mean. Mm -hmm.
2: That's very true. I think it kind of does go... Yes. It kind of does go hand-in-hand hand with geeky stuff, because yes. if you listen to stand-ups, like if you listen to Mark Maron's podcast, and a lot of stand-ups I I are... Yeah, he even <laughs> considers, like... He considers the improv people, like, fellow comedians, but always kind of the nerds. weirdo nerds. Like, get off the stage, you're not, like, a real comedian, because they're always, you know, dressing up and doing just... You're right, very nerdy things. So that's actually a really good point. It kind of does, like, go hand-in-hand.
1: Hand. Yeah, improv definitely... um Inbra- yeah, it's very much geeky and it beca- I think it's a lot because you're like you're with this like group of people who all have the same similar interests and passions so and it's like you know just like seeing like a bunch of go- people who read comic books you know what I mean like you just are all yeah, in your tight, yeah. little tight knit community so yeah
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, cause like I didn't get into comic books till pff, I was probably 17 and it was you know I went to a small country town there were 72 people in my graduating class Jeez. Seven were pregnant. I mean, which all follows? <laughs> Not to brag or anything, but we are in the highest team pregnancy per capita in the United States. Wow. Yeah. Something um,
1: to be proud of.
0: Fun fact. Uh, but, <laughs> like, it was something I get into later. And I would say the same thing with, like, improv is the, like, you're we talking about Mark Maron, because I, I listen to his show religiously. Yeah. Uh, is where he always talks about, like, stand ups about being alone. And there's right. probably not a lot of joy in that, in and of itself. I mean, it's self-fulfilling so, it's so yeah. to you at your core, but the more you you're, give... In your you, head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The more you're giving, like, the more you're actually taking away from yourself when it comes down to it. Uh, but with, like, improv, just, like, any type of fandom, whether it be sports, comics, whatever, like, there's joy in it. Yes. And that was always the thing, that like, you can always see and what Maren always points out is like they're most of them are happy they're well adjusted
2: they're well adjusted yeah
0: and I think that's why I probably in the long term could not ever do improv because I'm not well adjusted or happy so I don't think it kind of makes you
2: be kind of makes you be well adjusted at least in the moment Mm -hmm. I mean it's not like a temporary fix but it kind of if you it, give in to, like, some people who've tried, like, we had some people in our level one class, like, they tried it, like, oh, that's not for me. Right. But if you're kind of on the fence about it, I would say keep going with Try it. It, it yeah. might make
1: you well adjusted. <laughs> and it's one See? of those things. Colt, <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, for me too, it's one of those things, like, if I'm having, like, you, I could be in a shit mood. I was going through, you know, a patch of, like, a month where, like, it was just, Things were just going bad, but you go to improv and just there's like this freeness about it that you can just kind of be whoever you want to be on stage and whoever your partner is is going to go with it. So like you get joy out of the fact that you can kind of that that there is an escapism there. I think. Yeah.
0: Well, like with improv, I would say like in a contrast to like stand up, isn't it? Like you can be more of yourself, but not like in the like the dark like raw way, but more in like you can celebrate the things you love kind of way. Yes.
1: Yes. And, and what, and part of it too, is just like, you could be anyone when you get on stage, like someone can, you know, you know, if Jillian or I get on stage and someone's like, Oh, Hey Bert. And it's like, Oh, well now I have to be a man. So like, you kind of just have to go with the flow or a puppet. Yes. It's (laughs) or a male (laughs) puppet. It's all part of it. (laughs) So you figure it out. It's, it's figuring it out as it go, as you go,
0: really. So, so what's your old thought process like when you're talking about? Oh, now I'm a man. Like that's the first thing you jump to. Like during your classes, like how do you come to those conclusions? And I, I don't mean like it as in a mat that you have on the floor that you jump
1: to <laughs> jump to. Yeah. Um, in terms of like getting into a
0: character. Well, yeah, like or just what you said, like. Oh, hey Bert! Like your first instinct is, oh, now I'm a man, right? And obviously, you're going to build on that later on. But like, how do you, like, in practice, come being able to like think that quick of like, oh, this? And obviously, you're going to build on a backstory later on, and either your partner is going to build on it or destroy it, and see <laughs> where they can twist and turn.
1: Well, um, part well, part of it is just really being able to embrace. Uh, suggestions, um, audience suggestions. And we do this, this is something we do at practice and um, there's apps that generate suggestions for you. So like, you know, just be like, just listening and really taking a suggestion and maybe not going with the most obvious thing and just building off of that. If that makes sense for me anyway. Um, But a lot of it for me is about getting comfortable with the people you're on stage with and, You kind of can tell... We've been together long enough where you kind of can tell where everyone's going to go. So while it's not scripted, you do kind of anticipate how your scenes are going to play out.
2: Oh, but what I was going to say is, well, for me, like the thing is I have to stop anticipating. So you're right, when I walk on, they say, Hey, Bert, I don't think too much like... All right, what would Bert say? You say the first dumb thing that comes out of your Mm -hmm. mouth. And hopefully the following stuff won't be as dumb, because they'll build on it and they'll make sense, but... I've tried to stop anticipating you guys because sometimes I can, but a lot of a lot of the times so you can anticipate people, but you can't anticipate plot, and that's kind of what's well, great about improv.
1: Right, and that's what it is. Like I, like if Jillian and I are on a scene together, I know what the tone of the scene is going to be for the most part. So, but yeah, you you don't you don't anticipate where exactly it's going to end. You, you yeah. kind of your plot wise. That's yeah, the one
2: thing that I wish that I could do because that's. That's, a, that's what was probably great about scripts. You know where it's going to go, but where's improv, it's like, don't even try to plan it, because it will be the opposite of what you think. Yeah,
1: yeah. you never really go in with a plan, because that's how scenes fail. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or they just get recorded on TV, like, who's lying? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you said that uh, Jillian is more into it. Why do you say that?
1: Is more into it? I'm yeah, saying?
0: saying like she's more into it than you are. Like oh, you
1: know, yeah. we're talking about we're talking specifically about SNL. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh,
0: okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry.
1: <laughs> Equally into improv. Yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> yeah. we yeah. We both read about it. Yeah. <laughs> we both listen to Comedy Bang Bang, which has its uh, improv roots. But yeah, It
0: is, man like Comedy <laughs> Bang Bang is like having a sandwich made out of sandpaper (laughs) while having sand be the meat and lettuce on that sandwich and then having to eat it it is that damn dry like it is it's no it's the greatest i love (laughs) comedy bang bang it is (laughs) i was
1: was trying to figure out where you were going like like, sand metaphor (laughs) no no (laughs)
0: like it's just it's so dry like
1: yes like it i think that's the beauty of it yeah yeah
0: no it's it's I, I don't know how they're able to keep it that straight and that dry for so long. Like, to me, it just... Emotionally, I can't handle it after a certain point. Like, <laughs> I can only be with them for so long. It's just like watching <laughs> Curb Your Enthusiasm, like, I can only maybe watch, like, two episodes back-to-back, and then I I have to, like, take a break.
1: Take a break, yeah. Collect my thoughts. yeah, no, Curb Your Enthusiasm is too much for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I tried to get my girlfriend into it, and the only episode, which probably wasn't a good one to start with, was the one with Bob Odenkirk, where he's the porn star. And she's just like, what is this? I'm like, (laughs) I can't really explain it, because I don't even think Larry David really knows what it is at this point.
1: I just kind of assume that that show is just a... It's really just focusing on a George Costanza-like character, and no one wants that.
0: Well, he what is... What are you talking about? George Costanza is Larry David. Like, right. There's that, always his stand-in for the show, which Costanza. So... I mean, no, he's definitely not... I mean, it's just like BoJack. I mean, he's not... The fact that you're having to see this world through his eyes doesn't do the audience any good because you're seeing it through yeah. the eyes of a scumbag. Of a,
2: of a terrible person, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's like, and then you see all, you know, self-reflection, you see all the shitty things that you are. That's why. That's when I can't watch it so much because then I, I put a lot of myself in it and I'm like, Oh God, I'm, I'm a horrible, <laughs> horrible person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I start identifying with these characters, and I hate myself.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's just like BoJack. Like the only endearing person is Todd, but and Todd's also the worst. A, yeah, he's, he's also the worst. worst. He's the biggest mooch. Like, <laughs> like my friend, we we go to this bar, at Toby's, and we, my friend, he's the only one who's ever watched it, and we constantly just always talk about BoJack and like break it down because how like just real it is. Like it's really funny. But man, like it'll just it'll just hit you when you're not expecting it. Stark? <laughs> yeah, like we're talking about like Mr. Peanut Butter, like he might be the best just in his own ignorance, but his ignorance is also what makes him like not that good of a person.
1: Right. Also one sweetest. of my
2: one of my favorite comedian uh what is it? what we're we talking about? Improv people, Paul F. Tompkins. He's Loose just him. so great.
0: His stand up is also Peanut, good too.
2: His stand up is beautiful. <laughs> I love it.
0: Hats and a Belfry. Wow, a long have <laughs> to come up with that? <laughs>
2: oh my gosh, His story is about working at Blockbuster. Makes me, wa- <laughs> makes me wish they were still open.
0: <laughs> it was a, I saw like the meme going around Block. You never knew uh, how lit a Blockbuster was on a Friday night. Like there's a whole generation of kids that aren't going to know it. And it's like, yeah, you're not kidding, man. Like, Blockbuster, <laughs> that was fun. Movie, a movie gallery. yeah. yeah.
1: That was the place to be.
0: I mean, Blockbuster is the reason why Louis C.K. makes movies. <laughs> like, if he didn't find that pension film, like none of this ever, <laughs> ever would have happened. <laughs> but uh so I wouldn't um, I should not have gone on that tangent because now like, <laughs> I'm completely lost in my
1: life. It's okay. We'll we'll follow you wherever. We're we're improvising. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> well you better improvise now, because now I have to find my <laughs> <laughs> notes. So like, okay. So when you're in your class, yes. like, how does it go about when you find your click? Like, do y'all disagree automatically? You're going to wear pink on Wednesdays. Like, so how, how do you like find the ones like, Oh, those, like, what is it? I mean, now you're part of a group. So I don't right. know if, you, if you're ever going to expand, like what y'all look for or what it was well, like in the performance that you just, just well, so automatically I... know with your chemistry.
1: I think, well, you, I think with, with our classes, especially like we would, you know, we'd meet once a week for however many hours and like, you just kind of get to know each other as you go through, um, the levels. And we went through four levels. And so the people we were in the first level with, we kind of, you know, we were with through all four levels and some people would drop off. It wasn't like we really added new people. So you just kind of, you get comfortable with one another and, um, you know, because of how free you have to be and how open to things, it's just kind of like everyone is just this very open, accepting personality that like you can't help but gravitate towards. So it's not like uh, you know. And we our first class, I think, was what, Jillian? Like twelve people?
2: Yeah, it was a lot,
1: which which is big. So, but as we got as we went up in the levels, we got smaller. So it wasn't like we were making our own factions. There were like eight people by the end. You but really, you,
2: but you do find your own factions and like when you want to break off in smaller groups. And I think what happens like to get comfortable with somebody, not only is it like, Oh, you're, you like to be close to the people that you're good within a scene. It also helps to be close with people who are opposite of you. Mm-hmm. Like in improv, again, you can be, you know, whatever you want to be, but there's always going to be that person who's maybe always the highest energy or always mm-hmm. the driest character. And it's kind of n- nice. Like, you would never see a group of, like, five improvisers and they're all the high-energy guy because that would just be terrible. You kind of gravitate to somebody who's like, oh, he's... This is my opposite in terms of style, but we always seem to work well together.
0: All right, do you all feel like you guys are opposites or do you feel more or less that you're pretty similar?
1: I think we're more similar. We're more similar. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah we're both more... We both play a lot of straight characters more so yeah. than um, big characters. So, uh... But sometimes that works in scenes too. So okay, you can have two like
2: straight; that'll be fine. But like four of them, it's like okay, that's boring. Yeah, then somebody better like, <laughs> with the weirdo in here.
1: Where's the wild card? Yeah, <laughs> you, you
0: the bull in the china shop.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Someone has to step up and be that person at some point. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Why so. do you feel like you tend to go towards more of the straight characters versus the more like elaborate? Do you feel like it's more just in line with your personality? Like you're not very showy or.
1: Yeah, I do think that has something to do with it. Um, Just, you know, because you do bring some of yourself to every character kind of a thing. So I think it's just playing in your comfort zone almost. For me, anyway.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, I'm definitely less showy. I like more subtle things. I'm much more likely to be the drier character. And that's just... Again, sometimes you definitely have to break out and be the louder character. Especially if no one else is. Which is fun. But, yeah, you gravitate towards what you're good at.
1: (laughs) Also, I like a lot of comedy that it's just, like, the one-liners, so I think that I tend to gravitate towards more of the straight characters because I'm like, oh, I could put the one-liners in there. I don't have to yeah. just be, like, the weird person who's just constantly saying crazy things. So um, I think it's just, you know, also what your brand of comedy is as well.
0: So one-liners. So you guys really like Anthony Jeselnik then, huh?
2: I actually really do. He sets them up and punches them down.
0: <laughs> yeah, I started watching uh, Garfunkel and Oates, and I wasn't expecting oh. him to be in the first episode. And I, I like,
2: haven't oh. seen that. I should watch that now.
0: Yeah, I, I actually I, like it. Um,
2: I like those ladies, but I haven't seen their show.
0: No. I,
1: didn't, I, didn't, I like them, too.
0: Uh, I mean, it is. I mean, it's just their. If you've seen their their hour or whatever, mm-hmm. it's just. I mean as far as the episodes I've seen, it, it it's just instead of them making the jokes, it's them acting out the scenes in between yeah. the songs. And it's it's <laughs> glorious, but I didn't think it was gonna work out like it did. It was it's kind of ingenious. It's sad that it's only like one season, but
1: Yeah. yeah. I I love their songs, they're pretty funny.
0: <laughs> so with um like do you ever get really annoyed with certain people that are constantly, like, it's, of I know course, it's a yes. of, like a lot of give yeah. and take. Yes. Do you have a problem with the people who just want to take? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you, there's like the, I mean, throughout your class, you say people drop out. Do you feel like maybe some of them may have dropped out because you guys are trying to, you know,
2: hold them back. Them <laughs>
0: <laughs> well yeah no, that, no. no 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 they may think you're trying to hold them back but maybe you're just trying to push them out because it's like this isn't about you it's about us
1: oh yeah because yeah there does have to be that there yeah there are
2: some people We don't who- really push them out i think most people if they're that bad like if they're like that episode in the office where you're michael scott and you always have a gun like <laughs> people will say people will say something or they'll it'll kind of be like if you're gonna do that every time we will make it so you won't be able to, like you yeah. will be killed in a scene or you'll be made mute. Like yep. you can do whatever you want in improv and they can make you non existent in a scene. If you don't give and
1: take. Yeah. As, or if you're even like, not it, if someone just comes with something completely out of left field that like, it is just out of nowhere and like, you know, brings this, this scene to a screeching halt. You can also get rid of them. So it's like, yeah, it has to be about that relationship on stage,
0: very much so. Do you feel like a lot of that type of personality comes with the people who are going to go into improv and think, oh, I'm going to make money with this instead of just doing it for fun or...
1: Oh,
2: no. I think obvious. it's mostly the people who... No. I think people who want to make money or are, are the the best people are, are the ones who are, like, so great at side support. Like yes. They can, they can steal a show with one line. Yep. That's a professional. Mm-hmm. The one who's, like, making an ass out of themselves is, like, is the one that should probably be a stand-up. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> Because seriously, like, they have, they seem to have a lot of material that they're using for themselves, they should probably do, like, something more
0: solitary.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was, with improv, subtlety is key. Yeah.
0: So, do y'all, hmm, do you have any people that, like, cross over into stand-up a lot, or do you, could you ever see, like, even stand-up even helping you with improv, or vice versa? Like, I, limiting yourself to, like, that space and then being able to open up, like, say you're stand-up going to improv and be able to actually open up that space. I may have worded that poorly.
2: So, <laughs> you no, know, no, I get it. I think stand-up so, yeah. stand could help some parts of improv because some parts of improv actually involved, um, involve like, monologuing mm-hmm. and knowing, like, yourself better, but I don't think I would do it. I think yeah. we have some people, but those are people who want to be, like, more all-around, like, actors.
1: Yes. And also, I do think that they are, while there is some crossover, I st- I do think that they are two different art forms. Yeah. So, while they may help each other a little bit, I really, th- it, I really think it's, like, not that you focus on one or the other, but if you like improv, it's about being with a group and being with someone else. So, like, stand-up is taking you away from that element completely. So... I don't see we I don't see a whole lot of crossover here anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, the only reason why I ask is because I always hear it about Jeffrey Tambor in Mm. Arrested Development. Like he wasn't supposed to be in the whole show, but they always thought it was so funny. And the reason as the show goes along, like the space he in becomes smaller and there's less things he has in that space is because they're trying to limit and see what he can draw upon. And that's why I ask is, like, with stand-up, like, there's... You can only draw upon yourself. There, I mean, maybe a jackass that's in the audience, too, but right. for the most part, it's more limiting. And I just didn't know... Maybe there is a way to, like, use that an improv where you definitely have a lot more to draw upon, especially with other actors or characters. Hmm. With uh, with improv, there are, like, certain... I mean, besides, like, the you know the big ones, are there are, like, certain troops that y'all like, even, like, if... I don't know, just free shout-outs to them if they have, like, videos on YouTube or something like that. There are, like, certain ones that y'all like or, you know, would like to not necessarily mimic, but, you know, one day be able to kind of go on that plateau with them.
1: There is this one group I really like, and I have to look up who they are, so if you just give me a second, I will get back to you, because they have this fantastic video.
2: Alright, that's, okay, then I'll say the one that I like, uh, they don't need any shout-outs because they're very famous, but it's the, <laughs> it's the, uh, Shakespearean one. I believe Thomas Middle is a part of it and they just do improv in, Eliza- in Elizabethan English. Yes. Which is ridiculous and wonderful and incredibly hard. Like I've, we've tried to do like a two minute scene just speaking in, you know, old English. It does, it doesn't work. It's hard. It doesn't work. It's impossible. And if they do like a whole, Shakespearean
1: play, and I think that's fantastic. So I found what I what I wanted to say. It's the Brothers Hines, and they have this clip on YouTube. It's called "I Fight Clubbed Myself," and it is I love it. It is probably one of my favorite like improv scenes to watch. And it's just it's these two brothers that improv together, and it is they're funny. It's it's definitely awesome if you haven't checked it out yet.
0: I know y'all have done some competitions, right? Uh, not too long ago, y'all were in a competition?
2: Uh, festival. Festivals, yeah.
0: Festival. Oh, yeah. I mm-hmm. forget. Everybody, no one's a loser in improv, so there's <laughs> it's all a festival. Everyone I
2: mean, wins. kind of, except that, like, there's obviously, like, oh, that was the best one of the festivals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just oh, yeah. There's clear winners. There are. <laughs>
1: like, like we were at the Sarasota Improv Festival last year, and the probably the two biggest winners were... Um, Available cup holders at are they out of Austin? I think. Yeah, they're amazing and absolutely fucking hilarious. And um, is it? I think Baby Wants Candy was the other one. And they're actually a musical improv team. Yeah. And like, just the fact that so they, they just are do not jazz. No, so, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> no, they're doing, doing improv. They're doing like an improvised musical play, like while you're watching. And they have like so they have musicians with them who are improvising songs while they're improvising lyrics and scenes. It's very, very, um, uh, it's it's very inspirational to watch, but it's also very impressive because you're just like, holy shit.
0: (laughs) Makes you want to go take a drink be like, well, fuck it. I'm not doing that. (laughs) Uh, so how do y'all, how do you guys feel like you've come, come around? Like, would you say you're arrogant enough to say maybe you might be better than some of your instructors or, (laughs) or not and we can say you can just say it off air that's fine
2: (laughs) i think i've definitely improved oh no i'm probably in some areas yeah yeah and
1: everyone has their own strengths you know what i mean it's like so you know and you play to your strengths always so um and yeah i agree with jillian i have definitely improved as an improviser over the past few years so yeah yeah
0: all right, yeah. we're we're kind of hitting that that thirty minute mark and that sweet spot well, I mean for you guys, like past fifteen minutes is that's uh <laughs>
1: done <Duh>. yeah <laughs> we're like twenty and out
0: yeah, it's it's overtime already <laughs> um like do you have any questions for me as like an as an outside like i I have know absolutely nothing about improv. I've always just associated with sketch just because it's performance based uh and that sketch was just like you know. Like you said, the more, pro- not professional, but the more uh, preparation. Polished. Polished, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, sketch people see, like, I feel like you were doing sketch comedy, you're trying to eventually write a longer sketch, which will eventually, eventually be a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so it's more, not more serious, just more long term.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Questions for you. I don't... Have you seen much improv then? Or, like, TV I mean, shows, movies? I mean... It's pure improv. Yeah. Like, at a theater.
0: No, no, no. no. college. I've, no, I never have. <laughs> I've, I've only gone to stand-ups as far as, like, okay. comedy shows are concerned. Because that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be, like, a stand-up writer. Because I... I... No... I would never. Oh,
2: a writer or just a performer?
0: No, a writer, like a comedy writer, like what Louis C.K. Uh-huh. did before he became famous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would rather write for other people than me go up there and, and deliver that material.
2: You want to write some late-night late monologues? Oh, you. yeah, so, I mean, my, the reason yeah. why
0: I bring up SNL is because I always want to talk about it, but no one ever does. Like To me, that's my dream job. Like I understand like as much as I listen to and I'm about to reread the SNL book, uh mm-hmm.
2: james oh the one by uh oh james my god Miller. yeah yes oh wow yeah. i read his okay.
0: ESPN book and i'm about to read that one because i i have tons of time on that flight to go see ben there you yeah. go <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and it's just like i understand like it's the worst the worst hours you have no social life but to me it's just completely romanticized that's always what i wanted to do is be like an snl writer never never perform god know, but <laughs> yeah it's like to me that is the pinnacle and oh
2: I- it's definitely romanticized and every time i read like a bad thing like i think what was it julia louis dreyfus said like actually it was not fun for me and i'm just like oh but i'm sure it was yeah, like
1: you had to have enjoyed it a little but she's bit she's like no no it
2: was pretty sexist i'm like but it was the 80s <laughs> It's a lot
0: now. Yeah, they say it's a lot better.
2: I actually think that's kind of true. I think because now there's more. Well, no, it's probably still pretty equally stand-up writers, but there's more improvisers now. I think yes. in SNL, like a yeah. lot of UCB babies, yeah. and I think yeah. that makes it a lot more positive.
0: Yeah, they say like when it started to change was, um, was when Tina Fey became head writer, and that they and said then Seth Meyers, yeah, yeah Seth Meyers, like inclusive. it just became kindness.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: And Taron Gillian or Taron Terran Killum, yeah Uh You know he ha- he needs to be nice because he's I mean his wife is way out of his league. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think he realizes that.
0: <laughs> no, no, I mean, I, look, I, him and I have a lot in common when it comes to our sitting up together. So <laughs> I, I, I am not judging. I, I hear it every day. One of them being from my dad, like how. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I really, I don't know. We met in acting class. I wasn't really good. I was just goofy. So.
2: That's fun. Yeah.
0: You, know, well, you know, whenever you have to do the uh, the repeater, and the, the, the act that you have to do is try and pick up uh, tennis balls with pool noodles and put them back in the tube. It's just for some reason, people get a kick out of it. <laughs> Really vulnerable with that amount. That's, of and that's what it is,
1: though. You have to just, you know, it, it's almost like, you know, sh- sh- bearing yourself on stage. So,
0: so I mean, do you feel like with improv, it's you can kind of have a stiff upper lip or uh, put your nose in the air when it comes to certain comedy? Like, I, I recently just watched the Do Over, and
1: uh, yeah, you should seen it done that. <laughs> Why? I Which actually, one? I don't even you know, know what that is. The That's Adam the Adam Sandler, Sandler movie. movie. Oh god, no.
0: And we saw we, we when I saw the trailer, it was like, you know, it, it doesn't look like it could be the worst.
2: But and it he always surprises you. It is.
0: <laughs> it, I actually I would say up until like the first thirty minutes, I actually really liked. I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, the story was kind of interesting. And then once you meet the wife of or, I mean, once you once they get to Puerto Rico and get into the house of the identities they stole, stolen, it just becomes absolute shit. I would say when Michael Chiklis gets shot in the calf and just starts screaming for no reason for, like, ten minutes in the pool... I mean, I guess I know he's screaming because he got shot, but, like, really over the top and obviously, like, poorly acted. It might just be a Michael Chiklis thing. <laughs> but, uh, from there. And it was weird to see... Uh, the lady from Jag, like, pretty much be a prostitute. That, I was, I was like, no, put on a suit and be a lawyer. Like, don't, don't do this. That, to me.
2: that sounds terrible. And I think improv, yeah, has made me more of a comedy snob. But also, I think anybody who watches, like, it sounds like you watch a lot of comedy, you just kind of become one.
1: Yes.
0: I don't see. I actually don't like a lot of comedy movies because I feel like the movies that cycle through, like that come to me are going to be big, broad comedies. And that's just not appealing to me. Yeah. And whereas like the comedies I like are usually really dark. Like, I would just say most indie movie is some form of rom-com. And, uh, th- I mean, those are the things I gravitate towards, but I, w- I mean, comedy on television, I don't think it's ever been better than what it is now. Uh, it's also that's never been true, worse. That's true. Uh, for some to, stuff. Yeah. You know, certain <laughs> networks that some people on this show work for, um. hey
2: they love white males and nerds what can we say <laughs> that's a and kevin james apparently who gets a new show i guess what well he has yeah.
0: another show coming out
2: yeah he's also playing somebody who's funny but has a like a way too hot wife and he's stressed <laughs> who knows
1: i don't actually like, i kind of loved
2: thing? i liked it what was his show called king, king of queens, queens. I like that one. Probably because Jerry Siller was oh, in yeah. it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Jerry Siller, Pat Oswalt, Like he, he had a good The Hulk.
2: One. Oh yeah, I forgot Pat Oswalt. that's Patton why and I love it. So sad. And
0: oh, I feel so good.
2: I know. I couldn't even watch his stand-up special. I was so bummed. His his wife died. Oh.
1: Yeah. yeah. I that's love
0: Pat. I used to not like Pat Oswalt. He can he can get a little preachy sometimes.
2: He, I think his newest stuff is more preachy, but like when he talks about orgies and like just old <laughs> drug stuff that's when he's at best
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no oh well, no i mean like I'll use this as the extreme example so years ago whatever his last stand-up thing was i was just trying to go to sleep and i just turned on steve harvey's stand-up it was on comedy central and like halfway through his act he he's not even doing stand-up anymore he's just telling people like As black people, you have a responsibility, no matter what your beliefs are, to vote for Barack Obama. And that's like the last half hour just becomes (laughs) him telling you, you have to vote for Barack Obama. And I'm like, uh, you know, usually if you're going to have some kind of political back or, you know, political backing, like, it'll be a little bit more subtle and a little bit more nuanced, (laughs) you know, kind of like a Bill Maher, which I can't really stand, but, uh, like... I at least appreciate his craft, but this was just, it just became, you know, the Democratic convention like halfway through. It was the strangest thing.
2: Pure uncut Steve Harvey.
0: Yeah. yeah, Pure uncut Steve Harvey. He's the worst. And he has, he has like four shows now. Like, how he does not do
2: like that family feud.
0: Like, how maybe. do you get more jobs because you utterly fucked up on live television? Like, <laughs> how... I wish I wish I could just, like, royally screw up at my job and just get Get a money, promotion? Yeah, and get a promotion. Yeah. Like, it's ridiculous, but whatever. Uh, I mean, so, I mean, what do y'all look for, like, in comedies and stuff? Like, is it more, like I was saying, more or less that the indie stuff or... Can you still appreciate some broad dumb comedies?
1: Um, for me, I usually I uh prefer the the indie stuff usually. I think they're funnier, but every once in a while, like I I like I saw Spy and I thought it was hilarious. So and that's you know, more of a big
0: Yeah, I mean I'm a gross sexist pig, so I don't like Melissa <laughs> McCarthy.
1: Oh well yeah, that's
0: that's your own fault then. <laughs> You're monster. Yeah, that's totally my fault. Yeah. I mean, like, Super Troopers is a big, dumb, broad comedy. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever, I mean, that might be the one comedy that's never going to get old to me.
2: That is a good That's one. pretty good. And it's,
0: com- I mean, it's juvenile, it's so stupid, but damn. It's like what, uh, on my and show, when he was talking in Knoxville, and he brought up that review about Jackass, like, even if you don't like it, like, it is so pure in its form of entertainment.
1: Yeah, you <laughs> like can't get really away from it. It's really
0: heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But I, there are still, some, I think there are still some big comedies that do hit the mark, and I I enjoy them. So, and that's what comedies are—just for enjoyment. So, I want to see
0: Mark, for, uh, Mike Perpigula's latest movie. Yes, you with, mean his
1: improv movie? His improv movie? Yeah. Oh God! Oh God! We of we of course
0: want to see. We that.
2: actually we saw that. We're like, this is pretty improv. Like it's just you is, watch that and you get all you need to know. It has yeah, that a is
0: peel it. in it, or is it key? I. I uh,
2: it's
1: peel. No, no, it's no Keegan Michael Key. Yeah. Sorry. There's, a, I mean, there's so many awesome people in that. So Kate, what's her name? Kate McCoochie. Kate McCoochie, uh,
2: Gillian Jacobs. That's what. Yep. Yeah. She has that's a new one.
0: TV show that's on. Netflix. Gillian Jacobs. Yeah, I think it's called oh,
2: Love. Love. Oh, it's oh, it's awful. But I watched oh, it. Oh, really?
0: Two- <laughs> I've heard it's good. It is, but
2: <laughs> it is the most watchable show about terrible people. I don't know. I would say watch Have it. Have you seen I couldn't You're Stop. the
0: Worst? Because that might be the most enjoyable show about people. No, You're awful the Worst is, is a
2: funnier version of Love. Like, that one's much better. Okay. <laughs> Those people are awful, though.
0: <laughs> it's always Sunny. That's also about... I
2: That's say original about Awful people. people is It's Always Sunny, which I think might want to be... That might be one of my favorite comedies of the decade.
0: I'm really excited it's- that uh, Rob McElhaney is, like, going to be making, like, really big action movies. <laughs>
2: he's uh what is it project badass of course yeah. he's the best
0: because he's got oh. like, he's i forget what he's directing like some really big sci-fi franchise name
2: that's awesome i, I didn't know remember that
0: for what it was but yeah because i remember right again on the Marin podcast he was talking about like that's what he wants to do is direct because more got, power
2: to him yeah. i'm excited
0: well i feel like that rounds it out because i don't know what else to talk about because like <laughs> improv i didn't plan for 40 minutes
1: <laughs> no one ever does. <laughs> yeah.
0: But I mean do y'all have like any closing thoughts or plugins for your stuff?
1: Um well we're part of Dear Aunt Gertrude, uh here in Tampa, Florida, so uh if you're in the the Tampa area definitely come check us out. We're going to be starting summer shows soon, uh, but also just go find your local improv troupe and support them because they'd really yeah. love to see you. <laughs> you would be surprised, yeah and how good how, how good they might the box, be. Right,
0: box. We theater. perform yeah. the box theater, yes, in I've Tampa. Seen, I've seen y'all's timestamps. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, there's one thing because I didn't get to talk about it, and I won't be able to because if you listen to the latest podcast, I he asked me if I liked it, and I said, yeah, I think it'll look good, and that's all I got to say about it. But that Beauty and the Beast trailer, <laughs>
2: <laughs> are you in love with it?
0: I mean, I could I'm be, worried. I could I'm be like any about the
2: CGI. I
0: could be like any. Uh, it's whatever. I could be like any other irrational fan and be like. They didn't show me anything. Like it's it's called a teaser trailer. Just calm down, shut right. fuck up. Like you're gonna get it. But I I don't want to know what the beast looks like until the actual. It's not gonna happen. But if they could almost Hold do up. Gareth Edwards' level of don't show me Godzilla till the very very end of the marketing campaign, I would deeply appreciate it when it comes to the beast.
2: And even for that, they didn't really show you how big Godzilla was until the actual movie. And like, whoa. I think, I don't know, Disney's pretty under wraps. I think they're going to do it.
1: Yeah, I think they'll hold off for a while.
0: But, all right, that was it. I just, I'm so <laughs> Had excited. Had to get that out there. Well, I mean, I think the last time I talked to y'all, we were talking about, like, upcoming movies, and I, I, I still stand by it. Like, anything that is coming out in the future, like, that is the one I am looking forward to the most. <laughs> I don't it's- care if it's the exact same thing as the animated movie. It'll be Balls.
1: <laughs> I, I think it will be too. I'm excited about it, and and especially I have I think I'm I have not higher hopes, but I'm more comfortable with Disney doing a completely CGI movie after seeing the Jungle Book. So I yeah. think that, I, I don't think even they care can about the
0: Jungle Dude. Book, and I love <laughs> No <laughs> one cared about the Jungle Book. <laughs> okay, so you watched it, right? I mean, obviously yeah. you just said yeah. it. So did you ever notice, like? Idris Elba's voice is so deep that he, like, blew out the mics, like, three or four times in that movie. No. No, that, didn't,
2: but that that's... sounds about right. I mean, it
0: could have just been my, well, no, it wasn't at the shitty theater. So, <laughs> I don't think it, I was, oh, God, I hope they're not both becoming shitty. Uh, <laughs> but I, don't, I just noticed a couple of times, like, he, like, they had to change the volume on the mic at certain times he was speaking because his voice is so deep and sexy. That, uh, Maybe I, I could've well, also been have. in
1: a trance because of his voice. About- yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. He's the best. <laughs> All right. Anyways, we're ending on that note. And uh, again, you know, thank you guys for downloading focus Side B podcast. Thank you, uh, Jacqueline Jillian, for joining on this episode. I appreciate it. Thanks for having uh, us. I know. Yeah. We talked about doing this several months ago. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know why I chose now, where I am definitely more busy <laughs> than I was then. Uh, yeah. But, you know, again, thank you guys for downloading You know, download all the other ones The regular podcast It's getting fixed to be on iTunes For some reason we can't Get past our own copyright Because we move sites Or whatever, but I know if you're on Stitcher uh, It'll work And it also works with We approve it is tied into that feed So I always get our regular shows By doing those two back to back Because they're on the same feed You don't have to subscribe to all the other shows which there's multitudes of and Mm -hmm. hopefully there'll be a continuation of the escape next year
1: yes they're moving to the cw cw yeah yeah
0: and we're gonna have a mega podcast because we're having a four episode crossover it's gonna be amazing in december all (laughs) right bye everybody